Before the Rings of Power, there were the Silmarils. Before Sauron, there was his master Morgoth. Before Aragorn and Arwen, there was Beren and Luthien. Join us as we explore Tolkien and all the ages of Middle-earth with your hosts from TheOneRing.com, Jonathan Watson, Michael Grumbine, and Dan Coates. Aw, Dan Coates. Michael, Dan's not here again. For week number two. For week number two, guys, we are... um, we are we are not with Dan Coates. Dan Coates is taking hiatus, as we mentioned last week. Uh, and Mike and I are going to be going through every film change in The Lord of the Rings over a certain period of time. I think we'll have some uh, some left turns, right turns, some detours into areas that uh, yeah, aren't we'll this because because this is going to take us a while. I have a feeling we'll have over between somewhere between two hundred and three hundred. And if we do three three a week, we're still talking more than a year of this. So that's two two years worth of content. At, yeah, at yeah. Three so so it's going to take us a while, guys. But we're not going to uh, flood you with just this the entire time. We have some interviews. We're going to have. We'll probably. I want to do some some books too. In fact, uh, eventually, I feel like I want to I want to do some other non Tolkien stories. But may, maybe some a C.S. Lewis, like we were talking about, maybe doing the space, space trilogy at some point. Um, yep. So we're going to jump into some of that too. But this week, um, we've got actually a, a relatively thoughtful person that that we interviewed. Tyler. Uh, yeah. So Vigo Mortensen, um, we had the privilege of interviewing him in the round tables, uh, on December 2nd, 2003. Uh, and this was a, this was a very pleasurable interview. He was a nice guy. He was genuine. He was, uh, interested. He was thoughtful. Um, and, uh, the film, you know, it didn't, it didn't seem like it changed him. Like I, I can imagine him being the same guy from, before the Lord of the Rings or before being an actor to, to, to who he was there. Uh, I think I have a lot of difference of personal, moral, political opinions than him, but as a genuinely nice guy, uh, he's somebody you, you definitely want to hang out with. And so his answers were interesting. His answers were, uh, thoughtful. Um, and I mean, he certainly had more life experience than a lot of the folks coming into this here because he was early forties. I want to say like mid forties when they started filming, probably early forties when they started filming. So, you know, had a kid, um, was, uh, mature <laughs> as opposed to maybe some of the other people. Well, and that's, what's funny is that came out in the interview. So one of the things that was asked to him was, you know, how are you handling the fame and stuff and the attention? And, uh, his answer was very, very fit. It was funny because, it showed, as you were saying, the reserve nature that he has. So his first answer was, well, I like the group interviews better because then essentially because then I have cover because he was talking about how he had a bunch of interviews in Argentina, which is a, a right. He had grown up um, at least many of the years of his youth were in Argentina, apparently. And yeah. and he had gone back there and he was, you know, this instant massive star um, in Argentina. But he was sort of talking a little bit of shell shock. Um, in his voice about, you know, going out and just being mobbed by everybody who people that had been there for weeks waiting for him to uh, show up. Yeah, apparently. So and then he also made a joke at another time that, you know, there the, all the attention that he gets. He says, well, I, once my pockets are full of all the phone numbers, I just take one pocket. And I get I give it to Dominic and the other pocket. And I give it to Billy with referring to Dominic yeah, right. and, and Billy Boyd, <laughs> Pip, Mary and Pippin. So he, he essentially, and if you look back at pictures, boy, but I can you imagine the disappointment of those fans after being, they give it to him and who do they get? They get friggin' Mary, Mary and Pippin. <laughs> <laughs> the full, full on disappointment. Yes. 
Yep. But um, so he he's a cool cucumber, man. That yeah. was the impression I, I got coming off yeah. of those. He's very, like you said, a very reserved and experienced. I knew he had been come in late, but I didn't realize, realize how late. He said at one point in the interview that another a number of um, that everybody else had been there for a month or two. Yeah. Practicing yeah. the lines. And he replaced well, who was the guy who replaced Stuart Stuart, Stuart Townsend. Townsend and Townsend. he they had actually filmed some with him uh, yes. initially I think or really initial stuff really per, uh, not any uh, large amounts of filming had gone into it but I think Peter Jackson realized pretty much right away this isn't going to work he was I think have, too young he wasn't rugged enough have you seen any of the real stuff or anything I, uh, I've seen I pictures either. I was I was I was I kind like... of interested in if if it is if it ever came out or not but anyway. I'm glad they went with an older, more mature Aragorn because ultimately, um, though he's not supposed to look his age, Aragorn is, of course, over 70 years old um, and at the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's here. I'll just read you guys this quote about Stuart Townsend. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to read it at the extended or uh, after after we uh, after we listen to this here. Uh, we will have right, an extended. Yeah. Well, sorry. We, we will have an extended podcast, though. We're going to go into that after we uh, listen to Viggo Mortensen uh, and the questions that we had for him at this roundtable in uh, December 2020, 2003. Um, and so if you want to hear the extended podcast, go to thewarning.com slash member, become a member, get access to our Discord, get access to our uh, our bi-weekly book club, get access to the extended podcast that lets you hear an extra 15, 20, 30 minutes, depending on how generous we are and or how long-winded we are. Or sorry, how long-winded Michael is. I'm super short and everything. <laughs> I, I take all the blame. Thank happily. <laughs> yeah. So um, join us there. But uh, for now, let's listen to this interview with Vigo Mortensen. Oh, no, I this morning. Oh, this is 11. The number 10. This is but of course, you're yeah. the most important. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. Day. yeah. 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 I mean, in the sense of doing the best I can with it, or I'll get in trouble with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? What is it? What have these films done for your career? I mean, obviously, I think in uh, from the U.S. or standpoint, you were really on the map, and now you're all over the place, and everybody wants wants you. Um, well, I got a I got to do a movie I like a lot that's coming out in in March called Hidalgo, and it's about um, that's the name of the horse mm -hmm. having the story. And that's a really really great story. Really, uh, another. Sort of heroic uh, journey. It's set in a different time, different kinds of people in it. But some of the ideas are similar, and the challenge is offered, and then it's up to you whether you want to accept that challenge, just like the members of the fellowship do at the Council of Elrond. And and then once you've said yes, then you're in a world of trouble until you find a way out of it. <laughs> and in the same sense, for the rings, it becomes more important how you handle tough times, you know, just like in life. That's what forges your character. That's what makes for friendships. You know, it's how you handle the journey 
is more important than whether you get there or not, you know, and it's that kind of story as well. But I, I certainly would not have been offered that role of Frank Hopkins if I hadn't, uh, if, if it, not me, if, it, if the Fellowship of the Ring hadn't had such a, mm-hmm. a big popular success. Do you find yourself more recognized on the street or uh, in restaurants or? or um, a little bit more, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I don't get out as much as, as some of the other guys in this group, so I don't deal with that that much. It's only, like say, tonight at the premiere, I'm sure they'll be kind of crazy, and, and the last couple premieres have gotten more and more intense for everyone. Yeah. But not long ago, you went to a, back to Argentina, and you were like a national hero for, for Argentina. I mean, yeah, that was, every, yeah, I got to go on a... I mean, this is a lot nicer because there's a whole bunch of us and we can kind of share the... I went to um, Mexico, Brazil, Argentina. Argentina is where I was um, raised when I was 11. And, but there I was on my own. So it was kind of... <laughs> 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 you know, you leave the hotel as a group and then you sign some autographs and you all disperse or whatever. But in this case, I would come up by myself and there would be people from the interior of the country who had been out all night in the rain waiting. It was just incredible the impact that this movie has had everywhere. Japan, when I went earlier this year, it was the same same thing. That was, I guess it was January. It seems like it was three years now. Um, so much has happened. But that, that public reaction has been the same everywhere. Everyone has had a unique answer to this, so I want to ask you too. Uh, you're Shire. Everyone wants to get back to their Shire, whether it's a, a moment in time or, or a place that you felt happy, or safe, comfortable. Where is your Shire? I think most children, I think all children are open to playing with anyone. I think you learn to see yourself as different from others and to exclude others from your play, your life. And what this story is about and what the experience of making these movies was about, the way in which we told, retold this story, uh, was with the idea that we have a hell of a lot more in common with other people than not. So that's a good place to be for me, where you don't really even consider the, the difference, or you celebrate the difference and then try to find what you have in common in spite of it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the theme of the movie. But your personal uh, place, is there a place that you went to as a boy, or, or uh, like Sean had said, that he, he thinks of a garden. He hasn't found his shire yet, but he thinks it would be a garden somewhere. I would say that it's not where you are, it's how you are. Peaceful and comfortable? Whatever makes you happy. How do you you see yourself as a human being or as an actor after this trilogy? Very lucky. (laughs) (laughs) You don't seem to be the type of guy to go out and seek uh, a, a mantle of sex symbol, and it's especially with this movie. It, it's it's being tossed your way, and I was wondering how you deal with that or how it has affected you. Doesn't that happen with every popular movie? 
if you're every almost any. Uh, yeah, I think it happens a lot. Uh, this one, I'm I'm more curious. Not that it happens with every movie, but just how it has affected you. Because you just don't seem to be the type who would want to go and seek it out. Well, every time my pockets get full of strangers' phone numbers, <laughs> I hand. Uh -huh. The contents of one pocket to Dominic Monaghan and the other. I just assume that Dom and Billy will share those. <laughs> Can you talk about how it was to film the battle scenes? I mean that they had they they had to add all the CGI after you guys filmed that. How was the actual filming? Well, after the first movie, not that we didn't trust them while we were doing the first, you know, the, the principal part of the, the shoot before the first movie came out, but you saw the proof of what Peter was promising to be there. Don't worry, you won't look silly, you know, even though you were talking to all these imaginary things uh, with a green curtain or a blue curtain behind you or in front of you. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it's going to look good, you know, and it did. So by the time we were doing the last of our reshoots and I was being asked to speak to, you know, thousands of dead people and, uh, you know, get very involved in their imagined reactions, uh, I, I trusted Pete. And, uh, but those were interesting challenges. I mean, I think in the course of making these movies, Peter explored or, or made use of every trick in the movie-making book, and he invented quite a few mm -hmm. along the way, new ones. So it was a really interesting experience technically for me, and I think for the younger actors, in particular those like Orlando who had had almost no movie-making experience whatsoever, I think it was a great school. I mean, how lucky, you know? Um, whether the movie ended up doing well or not, just the process of making the movies. They were asked to make a leap of faith every day in some way or another, whether it was with the way they looked, or the way they had to speak, the kinds of words they had to say, the things they had to imagine. I mean, it is make-believe at all times, but, in, but you know, Peter really stretched <laughs> the, 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 the lengths to which you had to make-believe. And to get through that, for especially for the younger guys or the less experienced actors, was a great accomplishment and sets them up now for dealing with any any movie making experience. I don't think I would be surprised if any of them ever on a movie shoot said, Oh, this is too hard, I can't believe this mm -hmm. is so long or this is so difficult. You can't really go much further than we did in terms of difficulty uh, and degree of, you know, the challenges in, in making these movies and, and the time it took and everything. You go pretty deep into character on set. How do you, how do you uh, come back when it's over? Mm, I don't. I mean, I'm not, you know, you hear a lot about people saying, oh, I want to get rid of that character. It took me uh, days, weeks, months. Years to rid myself, get shed the skin of that character, mm -hmm. or directors who say, "Well, I just want to move on," but that thing right. stayed with me. It was a heavy burden, or it wasn't heavy, or what? I mean, we're all going to get old and die. We're all going to, if we live long enough, we're going to go forget things. We're going to lose our memories. We're going to 
that's just what happens in life, right? So why be in a hurry to forget something mm-hmm. that you learn something from? I mean, which is potentially any movie or any experience. I'm not in a hurry to erase anything. So how are you a different Zico than when you start? Uh, I have a lot less brain cells less problems. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I... I uh, it's hard to put that into words. I mean, like... As I've said before, I think that um, that the making the story and getting into what Tolkien was writing about has reinforced my impulse to, at best, see past what seems very different in other people at times and, and try to find a connection rather than look for mm-hmm. separateness. You know. mm-hmm. Where do you want your career to go? What are you, what are you looking for in the next script here? Mm, no plans really. I mean, I've always sort of. I don't think I'll change in the, in the way I run my career, which is not to run it at all. In other words, I, I look for. Um, I try to find, or hope it finds me, a, a good story or a challenging story, uh, or I run out of money. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, and that game usually goes the same way 99% of the time, which is I run out of money. And then whatever I'm lucky enough to find to get out of debt or whatever, or pay the rent is, is what I do, you know. But I'm not going to probably, ch- I mean, it's what I'm comfortable doing, you know. And every once in a while you get lucky. Every once in a while you get a phone call uh, about a movie in New Zealand, you know. Mm-hmm. How is Percival Press doing? Doing very well. Doing very well. And we've been able to publish a lot of interesting writers. Um, and... Uh, I have plans for several more interesting books, I think. And I know that that Lord of the Rings, you know, doing so well has helped that, too. I mean, people have been curious, and it really doesn't matter why they go there, but they'll go to the site, or they might buy a book, or they might go to an exhibition of one of the artists that we publish, and, you know, it has a domino effect. I mean, you can make what you want of an experience, you know. What is the website? Uh, Percival Press. If Hidalgo does well and you have a career uh, carrying movies in Hollywood, will there be room for more movies in Spanish? Or that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd like to work in. I mean, I've worked a little bit in Spanish before. I might do something maybe next year in Spain. I'm not sure yet. I don't want to name it just because I'm not sure if it's until it happens. I'm not sure. Which do you prefer, Good writing or acting? Uh, I don't really separate them. They feel like similar. Uh, I mean, they're like branches of the same tree, you know what I mean? They're just different ways of expressing yourself, all of which have to do with being in the moment, you know, with not just walking by and without noticing their surroundings. I think that it's a conscious effort initially, but once you get in the habit of, say, taking a camera with you, whether you use the camera or not, you're... It's the potential that you could is you're already looking at things in a different way. The the potential of making a story out of anything or writing something down about it, just having a pen in your hand. You know, um, you have a pen sitting on that pad of paper. You might write something, you might not, but you're considering whether you might. That's the start, right? <laughs> Did you have a workout routine that uh, was helpful in keeping up your strength and, and your energy level? Because it 
obviously a very arduous shoot. Mm, it was the shoot itself. I would give a lot of credit to Mate, seriously. <laughs> That's a good uh, good way of you know, getting energy without sapping yourself like coffee does. Um, but no, I think it was just learn as you go and just hang in there. It was, uh, and it's like an endurance race. I, I came to it very late, so I didn't have time like some of the others to, to prepare as much, so I just kind of, I stayed in shape by doing it. What you know, was the time difference that the other folks arrived how many weeks before you actually got there to replace Stuart Townsend? Uh, well, they'd been there for months, I mean, really? rehearsing and stuff, and they'd gotten their roles much earlier, so they had begun studying. I got there, and within a couple of days I was shooting, um, and they were already shooting, so I didn't really right. get to rehearse at all as far as working with the director right. and stuff. I Thank just, you. What book are you reading? Um, I'm reading a collection of stories by Mario Benedetti, mm-hmm. Uruguayan writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Can you spell Benedetti for me? Spell it? Yeah. B-E-N-E-D-E-T-T-I. Right, you know, yeah, but you can. Uh, has it been translated into English? Mm-hmm. Benedetti, I'm sure. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. It is. That's a good yeah. writer. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you explain Thank that you. kiss to yeah. Sana Jimenez? That was when you went <laughs> to the farm. Did I mean, you see that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a talk of Argentina. Mm-hmm. Right? She was nice. <laughs> famous, the most famous TV show in Argentina, and mm-hmm. he kissed the host, who is this, you know, with woman we admire, right? Yeah, she's nice. Like and what happened? Yeah. And what happened? And then I think you kissed her again, right? Yeah, I did. Right. And I gave him a, a, a signed poster from all the his favorite soccer teams. So. All right, there you have it. That was Vigo Mortensen answering our questions, uh, being genuinely curious about us too. You could even hear him speak if um, uh, some Spanish there with one of the interviewers who is from, I guess, an Argentinian paper. They were talking a little bit about stuff. I have no idea what they were actually talking about. However, uh, it was a genuinely enjoyable interview as opposed to others. And it was longer too. Right. Yeah, it was longer at Vigo. I have to say one of my favorite points of it was um, the annoying annoying lady number three whatever that always asks where their shire is annoying lady number one always <laughs> the first one the first most annoying lady so yeah. journalist that asked that, that she always asked the same question and and when she asked Vigo mortensen all he did was ignore the question <laughs> and he just ram he rambled about how life is a journey and she's yeah. like yeah but how about for you and she gave an example of i think sean austin or something somebody's like his shire is blah 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 and Vigo Mortensen was like, uh, kind of stopped for a second, and then he just rambled again, and just right. and he just clearly like, did not care for her question, and so he was just going to ramble about about life being a journey. It, and his answer was kind of like, you know, wherever you go, there you the are, people you're with. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of like what his answer was. He's like, I don't have time for this. Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, uh, this silly yeah, like. Uh, yeah. So I saw it as some real low key trolling because Vigo is a smart guy, so I think he knew it was being asked, and he just didn't care for the question, and so he's just oh, trolling man. her. That's what I'm going with. So yeah, listen. yeah, you're probably probably right. Hey, we left off before we listened to the interview uh, with Stuart Townsend being replaced by Vigo Mortensen, and him mentioning in this interview, you heard that that uh, he came on like like right as principal shooting was beginning, and uh, so here's here's what Stuart Townsend has to has had to say about this. This is actually just from the Wikipedia page. So let me read that. He said, I was there rehearsing. Okay, and real fast, Stuart Townsend is 10 years younger than Vigo Mortensen. 
uh, hmm. 14 years younger than Viggo Mortensen, if I remember right. I think he's Viggo. Oh, wait, how old was Viggo when Viggo was filming? Um, let's see. They started in 99. He would have been, let me get there really super fast. I missed the tab. He would have been, he was born 58, so he would have been 41. Uh, hmm. He's 64 now. Stuart Townsend would have been uh, 27. So big Whoa. difference in age. And I think that's what uh, Peter Jackson knew they didn't like. But here's what Stuart Townsend said. I was there rehearsing and training for two months, then was fired the day before filming began. Oh, wow. <laughs> so brutal. After that, I was told they wouldn't pay me because I was in breach of contract due to not having worked long enough. I had been having a rough time with them, so I was almost relieved to be leaving until they told me I wouldn't be paid. I have no good feelings for those people in charge. I really don't. The director wanted me and then apparently thought better of it because he really wanted someone 20 years older than me and completely different. Well, I don't think Peter Jackson probably had anything to do with paying him or not. But uh, Yeah, th- that sounds like a lawyer maneuver to me. Yeah, for sure. They just didn't want to pay him anything for it, and he probably wanted as much as he could get. I mean, that's where you said, yeah, I have my lawyers, they have their lawyers, and they're going to go after it. But yeah, he was just way too young. Um uh, so anyway, um, I'm going to show you real fast. If you're on YouTube, uh, <laughs> you can see pictures that I've got of Vigo Mortensen. Let me add this to our feed here, uh, at the premiere, uh, sorry, right, right there. Um, and, uh, so you can see the G4 TV sign G4 TV. They've been around. So they did an interesting thing is like when I was, when I was talking to Vigo, they stuck their, you can see yeah, that's me on the left. I don't know who that is on the right, but that's uh, that's Vigo. You know, he's like, look, he's actually looking at you to wanting to talk. He's like trying to understand what you're asking, things like that. Like, like just in, sorry, in those eyes, he was very, uh, he was a nice guy. Um, but they stuck their their microphone right in his face while I was talking with him. And I was kind of like, what are you guys, what is going on here? Is this allowed? Is this like proper etiquette? Can you say, did they ask him anything or they just wanted to hear what he was saying? Oh, they just wanted to hear what he was saying. They just wanted to get a recording of it and, and had their camera, right? Because they had a full camera. I had a microphone too, and I would have to go back and forth with it. Right. Um, and so I think I was talking at this point. So we've got that picture. That's him there once again. Uh, what did it cost I you to prepare him. for the whole thing, Jonathan? Um, nothing. Oh. Uh, well, no, I had an iPod. I think I bought this microphone that I used because I needed something to record, and I didn't want to use like a tape recorder because I couldn't get it digitally then. So I, I got this little third-party microphone for my iPod. I did that um my brother worked in 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 videography so he had a better camera so i used a better camera and in fact here i can show you um let's see here let me uh let me find the clip of the video uh dang it did i lose it yeah i lost it. i'm gonna have to have to refine it i must have closed it down of uh vigo mortensen at the premiere um and yeah here we go let me add this to the screen um and so uh uh, yeah, no, it didn't cost me anything to, to really be there. It was just New Line, New Line Cinema. They, I mean, they did a great job of involving all the fans, even the ones who didn't like the films and who were antagonistic in a way to hmm. their, um, uh, you know, their studio. Like we were, we were the ones with the complete list of film changes, with the ones saying, "Here's every change you're getting wrong in the Lord of the Rings." We were the ones known as the purest, yet they still had no hesitation in engaging us. Um, and so despite our differences, we still respected them and we still enjoyed our time with them. And so, um, maybe I'll release this video here, uh, at another point and and talk about the interviews. I have no idea what we're talking about. You can see the G4, the G4 microphone there. I'm the one talking with them and they like stick. Here's your talking news. I don't know. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was that. I don't know. Jonathan gets the short end of the stick on the show business side. (laughs) I don't know. It's waving like all the fans like, we go, we go. Uh, but that was a fun event. That was a, a good time. 
And, um, and he was one of the better interviews. Um, like I mentioned before, we'll get into, we'll eventually release Bernard Hill and, uh, you know, it's pictures others. like that, that remind me of how long ago this was. Cause it's, I mean, this is 20 years. It's a yeah. long time. It is a long time, Michael, you were young then. Mm. Um, I wasn't, so, I wasn't any better looking though. So, uh, no, that's totally true. I was though. I didn't have, gray hair. <laughs> I didn't have four kids and gray hair. That's for sure. Uh, in fact, this was like five months after I got married. So, um, yeah, nice. it, was a, uh, it was, it was a fun event. All right. So we're going to jump into our extended podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about Aragorn and Viggo Mortensen. There you go. Said peace and bye and a little handshake. And that was it. Um, so we're going to jump in our extended podcast, which you can get by going to the slash member, become a member there. Uh, join us on discord all that good stuff man i when i when i say this over and over again i know there's always new people listening and there's those who binge watch binge watch binge listen mm-hmm. never said they binge, binge. Listen before. They, just, they binge there you go they, they binge. binge you're the gluttonous listeners and we appreciate <laughs> you uh <laughs> so uh but if you really want to get even more uh particularly like guys i will say the on fairy story stuff we had is really worth it when you get when you become a member we uh, we go deeper into discussion and extended podcasts we go through some of the things that you guys have questions about uh totally worthwhile i'm not i'm i'm a completely unbiased opinion on that too uh yeah so go to the wonder.com slash member become a member and join us in our extended podcast where we jump into right here right now bye freeloaders <laughs>